Good evening. Good to be with you tonight as we reflect on Christ's death. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes when uh, on Good Friday, I come and I, I'm like, I know it's, it's important to reflect and I know it's important to remember, but I'm struck with the question, what is it, how, how, what, how, what remembering is adequate? What, is, what is, is it enough? What does God really want us to grasp? And what does he want us to remember? And what is the purpose of that? Uh, my youngest son, Trent, he said, Good Friday should set us up well for Sunday. And it's like, well, that's good, but what does that look like? Well, it should look like that we're really happy that Sunday, on Sunday because we remember and we reflect the cost that, that was paid, the price that was paid for our Savior. And that's really what we want to do here tonight. And uh, it's sometimes a challenge. It's a challenge because, um, for me, it's hard to get too disappointed when you know the outcome, right? That's why it's like, well, I kind of know it works out pretty good. And so uh, I want you to kind of stick with me because I, I really think that God has something important for us to reflect on tonight that will really set us up well for Sunday. But uh, if you're like me as well, I really have a tendency just to kind of move on to the good part. If you've ever, if you ever watched a football game with me or a basketball game, my kids give me a hard time, but I'm really okay with waiting till the game's over, see if the team won, okay, or see if my team lost. If they lost, I won't even watch the game, okay? But then if I know they won, I just sit down and I relax and I just enjoy the game. And when it gets bad or it gets intense or something bad happens, I'm like, I don't really have to suffer too much. I don't really have to get too worked up because to be honest, I do kind of get a little worked up sometimes, too worked up. And I'm just kind of looking out for my heart condition. I'm getting older. My blood pressure it needs to be under control. And so I just try to avoid the hard things. I just want to fast forward through that. And uh, even I'm to, I'm to the point where I don't even mind watching a game like an hour delayed. And so I can kind of just watch it. And my kids drive them crazy, but it's like something bad happens or, you know, if like, if like there's really some intense moments that I'm just like, ugh. I'm not opposed to pulling out my phone and looking at my app and going, oh, it gets better. <laughs> and since I'm a Chiefs fan, it usually does get better. I'm just saying. But I, I really love to just, just get through the hard. And I think if we, we seek to do that tonight, we're going to miss out. We're going to miss out on really maybe what God wants to teach us. And so I'm going to encourage you, I want to encourage you to kind of just bow your heads and I want you to just pause. And I want you to, to really uh, search your heart and ask God to, to say, hey, God, if there's something that you want to see, that you want me to see in my heart, in my life tonight, Will you show it to me? Because if we come to the cross, that's when, when God can do some transformational work in our life if we're willing to be authentic and real and open. Ask the Lord to show you some things in your life that you might need to address. 
Psalm 139 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Lord, just help us. Help us to see what you want us to see tonight. Father, we know that when we sit at the foot of the cross and we just take in the work that Christ did on our behalf, Lord, you want to continue to change and transform our lives because of that. Help us to, 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 to want that tonight. And Father, if we're sitting here tonight, and if we're honest in our hearts, we say, I don't really want that. Just help us to be honest with you about that. But Father, I do pray that it is our heart's desire that we would, we would allow your spirit to search our hearts. And Father, that, that by reflecting on the cross of Jesus Christ, we would see things differently. And we would be willing to deal with those things for your glory. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want us to, to look at a passage in Hebrews chapter 9. We're going to reflect on them, and then we're going to transition into communion in, in, later on. But we're going to set, hopefully set that up well in Hebrews 9, and we're going to look at verses 11 through 22. So if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn to that. And uh, this, this is the passage we're going to spend some time reflecting on tonight. It says this, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh how much more will the, will the, will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood, for when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, get this, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people saying, this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. 
And, and I want to key on, on, on the last part of that verse. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. I want to kind of consider the role of blood, okay? If we're going to get serious, we got to consider the role that blood plays in our salvation. The role that blood has played for our ability to be reconciled to a holy God. If we understand and we reflect on the cross, we can't help but consider the implication that there is a, a, a sacrifice, there is blood, there is death that's going to have to occur and has occurred so we can be reconciled to God. And, he, and, and the writer of Hebrew paints a, 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 a very stark contrast. He's comparing the old covenant, okay, that he established with Moses and people after he'd given the law and the new covenant that Jesus implements. The very same language that, that Moses uses in Exodus 24, this is when God gave the covenant, and he took the blood, he took, he, he took the blood of goats and calves, and he just starts sprinkling it everywhere. Okay? I mean everybody, blood, everywhere, to say if you're going to, be, uh, to, to enter into a covenant with God, there's blood, there's death, there's sacrifice. And if we don't understand the implication that God takes sin seriously, we need to see that tonight. God doesn't mess around with sin. He says, it's, he takes it seriously. And because he takes it seriously, we realize that God is holy and righteous and pure. That's exactly why he has to take our sin seriously. And it says, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. He says, if you want to be reconciled to me, if you want to be right with me, there's got to be shedding of blood. Because you and me, we're not, the, we're not alike. We're distinct. He's distinct. We're different. He sees sin way different than, when we, than we see it. And he says, he's comparing the new covenant. That they have to continue to just sacrifice and atone for their sin. Hopeful that one day that God will send the Messiah. But when we read that, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. We have to realize that God is holy, and he takes sin seriously. It's a big deal. And he says it was a big deal in the Old Testament, and it's a big deal when Christ inaugurated it. That very similar language Jesus uses in Matthew 26 at the Last Supper when he said, this is my, this is my, my, my blood, my blood poured out for you. This is the new covenant. The very same language, my blood, Jesus' blood. And we realize that it was Jesus' blood that was shed for you and I so that we can be reconciled to a holy God. That's what the cross is all about. And if we can't come to that and realize, wow, God takes sin seriously. So much that he took his only begotten son, the only perfect sacrifice, and he put him to death. 
And he, he lavished the, the eternal wrath that we all deserved on his son, Jesus Christ, because he is a holy God. And he takes sin seriously. And so I just want to leave you with two pretty easy things to reflect on tonight, and that's this. God is holier than we tend to think he is. Okay? God's holier, he's righteous, and more just than we tend to think he is. And it's when we come to the cross is when we get a glimpse of God's holiness, his distinctness. Holiness means to be set apart. God is not like you and I when it comes to sin. He, he, he's set apart. He's holy. And that God is so holy that he cannot dwell in the presence of sin. He doesn't put up with it. We like to think, oh, God's kind of just the cool guy. He can kind of put up with what's going on and he doesn't care. No, he cares. He's holy. And the second one is, is our sin is a bigger deal than we tend to think it is. And when we come to the cross, if we're not struck by the fact that sin is a big deal to God. Sin is rebellion against the creator of the universe, the holy God, and sin deserves the death penalty. That's what we take away from the cross. Sin is a bigger deal than we think it is. And so guys, I just wanna really challenge us tonight. When we come to Good Friday service, I don't know the condition of your heart, okay? I don't know if you're like, man, this is a big deal to remember Christ's death. But I will tell you this, when we diminish how holy of a God that he is, we're more likely to diminish the sin that, and not take seriously the sin that we have in our life. And the cross could, should align us to the fact that that we need to understand how holy a God is and how serious God takes sin. And so I just challenge you tonight. Where's your heart? Is there some areas in your life where you're like, you know what? I'm not taking sin as serious as I need to. There's some things that I need to address in my heart that I'm just kind of, kind of not, not taking it as serious as God. That there's things that God wants us to see in our life and we, we need to see it the way God sees them, not the way that we want to see them. God's a holy God. He sees he sins in our life. And here's the challenge. When we've become the faith in Christ and we've, we've, we've placed our faith there and we've been believers for so long and we stray far from the cross we stop seeing sin in our life the way God sees sin in our life. We stop dealing with sin in our life because the way God wants us to deal with sin. And the glory of God and wanting to glorify God in our lives becomes less and less important when we take on our view of sin. And we need to go to the cross and see that God sees sin. He takes it seriously. So I don't know where it's at. But where in your life 
do you find yourself not desiring to glorify God, for God to be honored? Where do you feel like God is not worthy to be honored in your life? Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's in their time when you're all by yourself. And I want you to say, if we're gonna come to the cross and we're gonna reflect on what Jesus Christ did, we can't help but walk away and not say, God takes our sin seriously because he's a holy God. And maybe tonight, right now, as we stop and reflect, we head into communion, maybe you need to consider where you need to take sin in your life more seriously. And here's the great thing. You know what we do with that? We take it to the cross. We repent of that sin. And we allow the grace of God to, 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 to bestow upon us the, 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 the power to walk in his grace. But if we ignore sin, if we put up with it, if we don't take it seriously, we're not gonna take it to the cross. We're not gonna repent. Repentance means to have a change of mind. It means to, to change our mind about the sin that's in our life. And you know what mind what needs to be changed? We need to see it how God sees it. We need to take it seriously. When we take it seriously, we repent of that and we, and, and we say, I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to see it that way anymore. And I'm going to walk in a different direction. I'm not going to put up with it anymore because God is worthy to be honored and glorified in our lives. We're free of it. We're free of it. But the problem is, is we're not, we don't get free of our sins because we don't want to see it the way God sees it. And we don't want to repent of that. And we don't want to let the cross of Christ. And so God has rescued us. He, he saved us from our sins. He rescued from that. And we got to continue to go to the cross. That's why he says, do this as often as you drink in remembrance of me. He wants us to remember the blood that was, that was shed for us. He wants us to remember that so that we can walk in that and we can see it the way he sees it. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end this time as we're gonna go into communion that if you're here, you know, and you say, you know what? I need to, I need to quit ignoring sin. God, show me where that's at. Maybe you're feeling conviction. Just like, Listen, this is the time when we're reflecting on the cross where we just repent. And we let God, God's grace, shower us with his grace. And we get healing. We get better. Repent and seek the glory of God. I don't know where that's at. Maybe you're here and I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're here, you got invited here. I, I don't know. You don't know Christ. Maybe communion uh, you know, what's this all about? Where we stop and we reflect on, on that blood that was shed and the body that was broken. I want to encourage you guys tonight to, to talk, stop and reflect. And I want to say to you that the question for you is not whether you're guilty or you're innocent before God. God's word says that we've all sinned. It's not a question, are you guilty or innocent? innocent? It's will you accept Jesus as your substitute, as your payment for your sins? Because the truth is, if you refuse God's payment for your sins, 
He will exact payment on the one who, who, who has to pay for your sins, and that will be you. It's either Christ's death on your behalf for your eternal life or your eternal death to satisfy the justice of God. God takes sin seriously because he's holy. So tonight, I just encourage you, which will it be? If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can just tell him right now, God, please apply Christ's blood to my sins as payment for my sins. And he will do that. If you've already done that, I would encourage you tonight as we head into communion to reflect on your heart condition and consider where Christ's blood needs to be applied to some area of your life that you just need to see it the way God sees it. And you need to repent of that and you need to allow God to strengthen you and encourage you and be free of that.